what do you all think about CGI uh, face replacement in like de-aging actors using technology, which we've seen in a bunch of movies and TV shows at this point? Any any reactions to this? I'm shaking my head because I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. I hate it. I hate it. Is there a reason yeah, that I'm you not, hate I'm it? I'm not really about it either. Um, first of all, let's see. I don't know. From like, from like a, the business perspective, it just seems rude to give, like Robert De Niro doesn't need any more money. So paying him to de-age him instead of casting, giving like a younger actor a shot just feels rude. Um, but then also, uh, have... I don't know. Like, especially if it's a big age gap, why would you want the same person who has all their same mannerisms right now applying that to themselves like 30 years earlier? That's not really the same person. So having the same actor do it feels like that isn't going to be authentic to the character, even though technically it's the same actor. I don't like it. What movie was that? Um, what was that called? That called? Um, Whatever you're talking about, I didn't watch it. <laughs> the Irishman. <laughs> the Irishman. Yeah, that that. Oh yeah, that movie, may have been what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> I, that's what I think. I think you were talking about. Um, I really liked that movie. It was interesting that even though I feel, I think the technology was really amazing. You could still tell, like, oh, it's. Robert De Niro as a young guy is walking around like an old guy. I think that was sort of like the the peak of this concept of de-aging. I think they did it as well as you could do it. But I feel so weird about it. It just... I don't like the idea of um, a human being being turned into like an asset. Uh, like a something that could be brought back after life, you know, Ugh, just give me weird vibes. Yeah. That makes me want to throw up. And also a human, we were talking last episode about pareidolia and, uh, that, which is, uh, being able to see faces and noise or random other images. And I feel like our brains are so good at seeing a fake face like detecting a fake that um whenever there's a fake face i'm immediately taken out of whatever is supposed to be happening anyway maybe we should start the show (laughs) (laughs) wow i don't think anyone else has ever said that for me Welcome to the final episode of the first season of EdTech Cafe, a podcast series produced by the educational technology team at Stanford Medicine. You know the rest. I'm Jessica Widemore, and today I am joined once again by my hmm, handsome co-hosts, William Bettini and Andrew Beck. I gotta start planning those adjectives earlier. I'll take handsome, though. 
I can't even see your face. <laughs> uh, whenever we're on Zoom, Andrew has his camera off. Is that because of the angle or because of the internet? Why don't we say both? The angle will <laughs> um, weaken the impact of handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep my camera on. Uh, no, but it's I really like, it's really because of the Wi-Fi. Oh. I like seeing you guys. Well, I love it, but yeah, my internet just can't handle it sometimes. I'm actually so there. Oh, hey, Andrew. <laughs> Ooh, lens flare. All right, JJ. And the pillow on top of the shield. Nice. <laughs> um, I've actually learned a lot about myself and how I communicate doing these because I do much better when I can see y'all and when you can see me, I think. Um, and But when the internet starts to be rude. And maybe there's a little bit of a delay. I base, Sometimes I just feel like I can't talk. Um, mm. And then other times I just try to talk over everyone. <laughs> maybe like I'm doing right now. Yeah, <laughs> no you, one can cut me off if I'm talking. Yeah, you got to remember that we were supposed to do this live. But, you know, once again, thanks, Corona. Well, but in some ways I'm glad that we didn't because... Maybe then we wouldn't have had William on for every episode. Right? That's true. That's true. So that's, that's one true. of our, that's, that's interesting. I feel like maybe our process is more <laughs> stressful for me because of doing this over Zoom. And sometimes I feel like I don't contribute as much, but we get to have William every week since he is remote. Uh, and now we're all remote. We all live in our living rooms. <laughs> uh, so today is just sort of a wrap up to talk about how we think the season went. This is our first adventure in podcasting, and I'd say it has been an adventure. Um, so first off, I just want to uh, talk about our guest interviews and ask y'all uh there were any highlights, uh, anything that you've loved that came out of it, or anything that we're like, we do, we're going to do that better in uh, season two. Mm. I think we had like, I think we had some great guests, um, and a lot of them were great in unexpected ways. Um, like, for example, I, I just did not know. John Jameson, uh, one of our musically talented guests, had such a rich background um, coming in. Um, and there's only so much you can assume from a biography or just stalking a person online. <laughs> and you've done a lot of stalking people online this season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those LinkedIn profile views. Yeah, it was really nice to get to spend... Uh, sort of like one-on-one -on -one time with both really interesting strangers that I didn't know and um, people that I know from our team and some outside friends. It, I guess I sort of like how I don't like small talk, but I do like being stuck in a corner with one person at a party. Uh, this was an opportunity to do that every week. And I don't think we should, you know, change any bit of that. Um, 
I mean, it already feels too short as it is with each cast because it, it often feels like we could just keep going on and on. But at the same time, uh, I would love to, like for each episode, for us to kind of have more of um, like have more time with each other, just us three. Um, Because I think like treat of the day is like a good um, indication, um, at least from the feedback that I've gotten um, about treat of the day that, uh, you know, we have good rapport, we have good conversations, we talk about interesting things. um, And I feel like we could have more of that aside from the guests, even though um, the guests are our way of directly interacting with um, people in the industry it gives us a chance to not, you know, not talk as much about ed tech and boring things. Let's be honest. <laughs> How much do we talk about ed tech? <laughs> yeah, at this point. Uh, I really, well, one thing, my from my point of view, I really like the guest interviews because I like learning about other people. Um, I like that the fact that education technology is sort of the uh the thread that binds everybody it i like that i like that i don't think that our conversations need to be about ed tech at all really it's almost it's more like um just having a it's kind of like a of jumping pro- off point almost like we call yeah, ourselves yeah. ed tech cafe but yeah just it, peers chatting yeah uh learning about each other i really like that i think it would be interesting to try um adding a little um some form of structure to the guest interviews like perhaps having a game or um some i don't know something that is kind of a recurring theme across all of the interviews might be fun to do um but uh, I, re- I mean, I've loved the interviews and. Uh... Yeah, I guess the only thing that I would have liked to do better with the interviews is making sure to actually ask everyone about the connection between science, art and education, because um, mm. I do think all of our guests had that nexus, which is why we brought them in. Um, but sometimes we spent too much time talking about other stuff. Like it will haunt me that I didn't uh, ask Shauna how her background in neuroscience and literally cutting rats' brains open, how that might uh, impact her music making, for instance. Mm, yeah. I'll regret I mean, it yeah. until the day I die. <laughs> we we started off, that was another jumping off point, you know, writing that intro blurb about us being at the intersection of art, science, and education. But maybe that's another thing to modify for the upcoming season or the next batch of episodes whenever we get to it. Um, maybe change the blurb to something that's not so long. So Jessica oh, yeah. doesn't, doesn't have you a know, mouthful. I, I actually never intended to read that blurb every episode. That that's our first official change for season two. <laughs> yeah. No more full blurb. <laughs> Partial blurb uh, only. Yes, only an intro. 
with our podcast name and our names. That's it. But I love the idea, William, of of maybe introducing like games to play with uh, guests. Um, because I I I just love games, and some of my favorite podcasts uh they regularly incorporate that into each episode. Um, it doesn't even have to be with guests for them. It could just be get uh, games with within you know the uh the co-hosts, but that would be a lot of fun to do. Especially with COVID, there's a lot of fun like online games out there. I, I just to. played uh, Scategories with my in-laws for the first time over Zoom. I love Scategories. It was so much fun. Um, I also hope I didn't get too competitive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that show? There's a... Um... Mm, there's a show I listened to. I'm sorry, my memory's a little foggy today. Um, it's early. It's not early for him. But maybe maybe after that apple pie, it is. I did have the apple pie for breakfast. A lot of gluten in that crust. It's a show. It comes on NPR on the weekend. It's a fun like trivia and comedy show. With Peter something is the host. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really love uh, I love um, the game that they play where um, their panel comes up with fake headlines and fake news stories. And um, the guest has to guess which of the three um, headlines is a real story and which is... And which two are false. <laughs> and maybe we could do that with like uh, the, the the theme of uh, art, technology and education. We could we could like come up with a fake story or two fake stories <laughs> and one real one and see if if they know that might be fun. I like that, William. <laughs> I also uh, like making stuff up. So, um, <laughs> you know, that goes with my interests. Listen, if you're volunteering to come up with some headlines. <laughs> yeah, sure. I just I made up a bunch that. of fake uh, subtitles for the Home Alone movie. Home Alone 2. <laughs> um, for the trivia that we're doing after this. so Lost Ooh. in New York is a little too generic, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of things that William comes up with, Let's talk about our treat of the day um, that we do every week. One thing I love is that, William, you just come up with something, whatever's on your brain, which means it's always something a little outside. uh, And I always like being surprised. But some may have suggested that we prepare it in advance. Thoughts? (laughs) Well, Uh, I, I... I only I only um, thought of that um, in advance because you know maybe I I've, I've thought maybe it would give us a chance to just come in a little bit more prepared and bring our own give us a chance to um, bring in I don't know like some of our own research or some of the things that we know um, about the subject or the topic that could be interesting a lot of times i i 
don't work as well um, spontaneously, especially when just kind of um, uh, when just kind of talking, especially like on air. Um, so that was just my idea of of yeah of reducing that a little bit. But at the same time, you know, you uh, there there is something uh, special about the spontaneity. Um, and hearing Hi. my live reactions to <laughs> William's crazy ideas. Well, I'm sort of liking uh, a second suggestion I see here that maybe we trade off um, for each of the episodes. Trade off with who comes up with it. And I think maybe that could solve some of that anxiety for you, Andrew, if we let William not come up with it early. He can still come up with it the morning of, um, but then you and I trade off the other ones and maybe we can share before because they would definitely be different flavor treats um, Mm -hmm. if you and I were coming up with them. And kind of in that vein, um, I see a suggestion here. uh, Maybe we could have like an ed tech news segment um, with, with related musical cues. I think I think in general, like um, aside from just kind of harping on one treat of the day, um, even though like we start to talk about all kinds of things um, during the treat of the day segment, I think there's just so much going on out there in the world that we could, you know, even if it doesn't as directly relate to ed tech. Um, you know, have a chance to talk about it. One one podcast I listen to, um, they just pull up headlines and they just use that as kind of a jumping off point for discussion. Uh, yeah, my I, first oh. thought is that when you, when you do trade of the day, you could make it a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> William, what were you going to say? Yeah, I cannot prepare these in advance because, like, basically, um, if you've ever, like, seen a simulation of, like, galaxies colliding, that's <laughs> sort of, like, what happens when I'm trying to come up with something that I want to share because, I don't know, for me, like, my writing style and thinking style is sort of, like, like um a di- it's sort of like a reverse image of a reverse video of like a collision it's like all of this stuff flying flying around in space in shattered pieces that looks like garbage and then it slowly <laughs> slowly <laughs> comes into a spiral galaxy uh that has a coherent Here's what I found. oh my gosh siri sorry siri on my watch just said hello um and and it just <laughs> so i don't know it, it's really hard for me to think of these things and then uh obviously I, i'm still thinking of them while i speak but I love the idea of trading off because I uh, am curious to see what uh, both of you would uh, want to talk about. Yeah, you know, I think this goes back uh, to 
kind of the question of how much in advance we can prepare um, for any of these things anyway. Um, it It's already like, it's already kind of half of a jo- like maybe not a full job, but like maybe like half a job to, um, you know, bring in the guests or invite the guests, write up their bios, um, come up with questions to ask them. And really, I mean, you know, like you need like a full-time podcast producer to really structure this thing and um, come up with these segments or rather prepare these segments in advance. So if we do want to have like a new segment, like, um, I don't know, just kind of someone to really glue the, glue all those things together into a more cohesive show. Um, it, like the musical cues need to be prepared, um, mm-hmm. all of those things. And frankly, uh, our podcast, as fun as it is for us and as great of a feedback as we've gotten, it's not necessarily that high priority in the ed tech project bucket list. Um, maybe it would help to have some sponsors or, you know, get some funding for it somehow. Um, yeah, I, for whatever reason, it's, it's just not, um, I'm not allowed the full commitment and energy and time that I feel like would be required to take this thing to the next level. We're, we're basically at one of those one of those crossroads where we can keep doing it sort of like we've been doing it, or if we put in more time and effort to make it like super cohesive, well-produced and targeted toward ed tech, then you could like make, be able to make it a higher priority. Or if we made it a higher priority, then you'd be able to do those things. That's the sort of, the sort of crossroads mm. we're at. Because I can really see uh, our show, I mean, with just the personalities that we have on air every episode, um, uh, I can really see this being something like a lot more um, than what it is now. And and what we have now is, I think, like a fantastic start and it's a lot of fun for um, people tuning in. But I have that vision, that dream. Why don't we talk a little about the people tuning in? Who do you think our target audience is? I know my girlfriend is listening to every episode. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think for the most part, it is people involved either in education or um, in medicine. And we have like a very similar number of listeners um tuning in like listens um for every episode so i don't know i think there is some consistency but Mm. it's hard to tell like because the audience you grow is so organic um and it's 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 all online like it's really hard to tell like who what types of people are listening to it without conducting like some kind of like research (laughs) survey survey I think a survey, uh, something like that would be fun. I think uh, I've heard um, other podcasts do that as a way to learn more about their audience. I think it's also like related to 
the advertising and sponsors, you know, understanding who the audience is helps you basically helps you understand what who the sponsors could sell things to. Not that I care about that in any way, but um, uh, I think getting uh, some sort of audience interaction would be uh, at the top of my list for things that I would want for the future. Like uh, if we have a mail bag um, or a Twitter bag, whatever it is, um, I think that would be on my wish list. I love that. I I really want to know who our audience is. Like William said, not because of uh, selling things. I mean, we don't have any sponsors, so that's not a, a risk here yet. Um, but I definitely want to know who we're talking to because um, it might change a little bit about what we talk about. But uh, yeah, we would love feedback um, from listeners Shall I throw out our our Gmail? Yeah, give us a plug. Uh, give us give us a, a message at stanfordedtech at gmail.com. Um, if you have any, you could, hmm. I don't see us doing a survey right now. So maybe if you send us an email, just let us know a little bit about yourself and anything you like hearing on the podcast or something you wish We'd never talk about again. As, <laughs> as an early listener, you can have that sort of power. You could veto one of our topics. <laughs> yeah. Which is also the same handle that we use for our social medias, Stanford at Tech. <sighs> this is, I really love doing this every week. And I know that I am getting things out of it. I feel like I'm um, getting better at interviewing, which will help with um, my work on the team, trying to direct faculty on camera, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also just find it so inspiring talking to each other and to our guests about art, science, and education. why don't you each just tell me something that you've loved about this season and then we'll float off into the holiday. (laughs) Well, okay. The thing sticking in my brain is, uh, I know it's not fair. Shauna's my fiance, but when she said confidence, no matter what is what she tries to teach her kids who are learning music. I thought that was, man, that is such a good phrase something i often think about is mantras for making things and uh i try to i try to uh communicate that to our faculty too it's like think about mantras for like what are you uh trying to teach people like what's the essential message and i really like just hearing um uh hearing these little like sound bites from our our guests who have just such such interesting points of view um that's what i will take away into the holiday and andrew i i love just hearing about where people come from i not like in like the superhero way but i love origin (laughs) stories i i love um yeah i love where people come from it's like whenever i have like a 
favorite artist or a favorite filmmaker or something. I, I love reading, getting like a quick snapshot of their life from Wikipedia. Um, it could be what college they attended, what types of work they had done before they really made it big. Um, so in, in that similar way, I love how people eventually made their way to EdTech or something similar. It doesn't have to be EdTech. Like I love, I love um, hearing about where the name Snakeskin came from. <laughs> I loved uh, hearing about um, Kat's experience in college with uh, with um, the art program there. Um, if you recall, I love I <laughs> our very first episode. Our very first guests were Carlos and Sime from Digital Medic. Um, I loved hearing about CMA's, uh, journey through Florence, um, you know, all of that stuff. Carlos experience with, I don't know, MTV's catfish, uh, those kinds of things. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jess? Oh, I sort of already did it, but yeah, talking, just learning from our guests. I, I love right. that thing about uh, sound bites, William. I kind of feel like everyone has said something that I would totally wear on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we love talking to our guests. In fact, if you have any thoughts, listeners, on someone um, that we should interview that might give good uh, podcast, we're totally interested. Um, thank you for listening to us. Please like, subscribe um, to EdTech Cafe and send us some feedback at sanfordedtech at gmail.com or the same handle on our Twitter and Facebook. We've loved chatting with you. Have a happy holidays. Love you guys. See you for season two, 2021.